0: Elections in South America, following a vote for a new president in Ecuador and head of another presidential poll in Argentina on Sunday, the 22nd of October, what's the security environment like in both countries and will it change as a result of either vote? Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles. Well, joining me for this episode is David Keyspay, International SOS's lead security analyst for South America. Uh, David, let's start with the elections in Ecuador. What more can you tell me about what's been happening over the last few days? So, Ecuadorians on October 15th elected their new president, businessman
1: Daniel Noboa, in a close runoff with leftist former candidate Luisa Gonzalez. Noboa's candidacy was marked as a moderate in contrast with some of the previous candidates in the first round. And as such, the runoff largely passed off without incident, as did the kind of pre electoral period leading up to the runoff. This was in sharp contrast with the situation in July and August, where we did see quite a bit of violence surrounding the first round election.
0: So David, could you describe the security environment in Ecuador then? What's it been like during the election period?
1: So leading up to that first round, as I mentioned, there were several incidents of targeting of local politicians that were assassinated, as well as a presidential candidate who was polling pretty well at the time. There were also uh, candidates that proposed very heavy-handed measures targeting the, the gangs and drug trafficking groups in Ecuador that have really increased their activities in recent years and prompted a spike in violence in several of the western provinces of the country. A lot of this was kind of taking place leading up to the first round of the election. So there has been an increased concern of these incidents continuing in through the runoff and possibly following the runoff election. Fortunately, in recent weeks leading up to the runoff, As I mentioned, there's been a decline in polarization. Additionally, the two remaining candidates, including the winner Noboa, both avoided kind of proposing very heavy-handed direct confrontational measures targeting the gangs. And we have seen a reduction in election-related violence, including kind of these shows of force attacks that these gangs were carrying out in very public areas of large cities like Quito and Guayaquil.
0: So do you foresee any expectation of protest activity now the result is known? No, protest
1: activity is uh, not likely. The losing candidate Luisa Gonzalez very uh, readily conceded defeat late on 15 October and called the election clean. Similarly, the indigenous movement led by the Conalle group has largely stayed out of the election uh, and has not called for protests or even for the endorsement uh, of either candidates. That said, once Novoa takes office in mid-December, we will be increasingly monitoring the situation and and some of his policy proposals that may or may not affect different trade union groups or the indigenous movement as this could prompt protests. But for now, we expect over the
0: coming months a pretty stable period with regards to protests and social unrest. And you talk about when he takes office, what are the triggers for any potential deterioration? Certainly. So I've mentioned the situation with, with violent crime in Western provinces, particularly
1: Guayas. El Oro, Manabí and Esmeraldas on the Pacific coast. Violence it remains particularly high here and we don't expect that situation to improve significantly over the coming months. There is a small chance that these groups intend to carry out acts of violence, shows of force potentially in urban centers, particularly in these provinces, and it would likely need to be prompted by some sort of security operation targeting the gangs in prisons, or an announcement by Noboa that he intends to pursue tougher, more uh, heavy-handed measures than he has thus far proposed uh, throughout the campaign. But overall, we expect
0: the likelihood of those incidents to remain low. David, I was going to ask you, what advice or recommendations do you think clients should be aware of over this period? So over the coming days, it's likely we'll see some celebratory gatherings linked to Noboa's victory,
1: likely primarily in Santa Elena province, as well as Guayaquil and Quito. We don't expect these to be very disruptive or or turn violent, but as we typically recommend, it's a good idea to plan journeys bypassing these just as a standard precaution. Additionally, we still are advising clients to take stringent precautions related to crime, as we've seen A steady increase in crime in in Ecuador, particularly in the the provinces I've mentioned out in the West. And additionally, as a precaution over the coming weeks, as I mentioned, the the low possibility for these attacks by criminal groups as a kind of public display of force, we would really recommend avoiding government buildings over the coming weeks that are likely to have a heightened security presence. Additionally, areas in the the vicinity of notable prisons, particularly in, in northern Guayaquil, where some of these incidents frequently take place. This is just, as I mentioned, uh, due to the low possibility of such groups uh, carrying out attacks, uh, targeting the security forces uh, as kind of a public display of force.
0: Okay, David, thanks so much for that. Can we turn our attention now to Argentina? I understand that voters are going to the polls on Sunday, the 22nd of October. What are the differences between the political climate in Ecuador and Argentina, would you say?
1: On a very general level, the polarization level, political polarization in Ecuador was quite low, uh, whereas the concern uh, for violence linked to uh, criminal groups is uh, is quite high. Uh, in Argentina, it's quite the reverse. Argentina has maintained uh, very low levels of violence, even though street crime has certainly been on the rise. However, polarization, political polarization, is increasing, and we expect it to continue to increase after the first round of this general election. And that's largely going to form the base of the risk around these elections and the the potential for uh, increase in protests and isolated incidents of election related clashes or violence.
0: Now, I understand that there haven't been any major protests or incidents of violence so far linked to the election. But do you think that could change depending on what the result might be? Certainly.
1: Uh, So the polarization I mentioned is largely driven by, one, the presence of a pretty hard right uh, conservative candidate who's seen largely as an outsider. His name is Javier Millet. And on the other hand, the representative of the current leftist government, whose policies have largely uh, seen as responsible for the current economic crisis that Argentina is in and uh, is likewise very uh, polarizing and unpopular. His name is uh, Sergio Massa. There's likewise a kind of more center right candidate, Patricia Bullrich, that is polling in third. But basically, the makeup of the second round or the runoff is really going to determine the potential for increased polarization and the potential for increased protest activity in support or in rejection of different candidates, particularly Miley and Lhasa.
0: And when it comes to any potential triggers that international SOS is monitoring for, like a deterioration in the security environment, can you tell me more about what our teams will be looking for? Definitely.
1: So at this stage, Millet is considered the favorite. Uh, He won first place in the primary elections and and received more votes than the two traditional parties. And so he's largely expected to make the runoff. And there's also a small chance that he could win outright in the first round. So that said, if he were to somehow fail to make the runoff, that would be a a significant trigger for protest activity, especially since he's already kind of cast doubts on the integrity of the the election system and, and that there have been incidents where he's been robbed of votes. So if Millet were to not make it to the runoff, that would likely trigger uh, a protest campaign by his supporters that could entail disruptive demonstrations and, and roadblocks across the country. Since his uh, support uh, is pretty geographically evenly distributed, it's not necessarily concentrated either in the capital Buenos Aires or or outside in, in the provinces. Similarly, Massa failing to make the runoff could trigger protests as well, probably on a lesser scale. Uh, we would see union groups that are supportive of him come out and demonstrate against Millet and Bullrich as two kind of conservative or or right-wing candidates. However, these would likely uh, fail to kind of gain sustained traction among the public to uh, result in kind of
0: a coordinated roadblock or disruptive protest campaign. So finally, David, what would your advice or recommendations for clients be regarding the vote on the 22nd of October? Uh, We would really recommend uh, clients monitor
1: developments and exercise caution, particularly on the election date. As I mentioned, the announcement of the results could trigger protests in the streets that night and in the following days, depending on the result. Additionally, beyond the 22nd uh, October vote, looking ahead to the likely runoff, particularly if it's between Massa and Millet, we're likely to see an increase in polarization as the second round campaign develops. In this scenario, uh, protests and and campaign events could become increasingly disruptive. We could see uh, demonstrations that uh, involve clashes between Supporters of each candidate, isolated incidents of violence similar to what we saw in Brazil where public disagreements or, or arguments could escalate into, into isolated levels of violence. This would pose kind of incidental risk to someone that may be in the vicinity, but we're unlikely to see kind of targeted violence of, of supporters in that regard. Nevertheless particularly uh, foreign visitors, we would just recommend exercise caution when discussing uh, political events uh, in public and just exercising common sense in how those topics are are addressed, okay to clearly uh, discuss with trusted contacts and, and local friends, but probably in, in public locations, near political events, probably best to uh, avoid discussing those, those issues.
0: And David, remind me
1: of the date of the second round runoff. Yes, it's currently uh, scheduled for 19 November.
0: Okay. Thanks so much for all your help and advice. Certainly. Thank you, Chris. Well, that's all for now. You can access all the latest information and updates for Ecuador and Argentina from our website at internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centers available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.